phone check one two what is this you're now listening to a brand new episode of the play big faster podcast look what you done started talk to him. attorney high performance coach and speaker sheree prince asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick from starting a business marketing strategies and the ins and outs of their industries we talk everything from book recommendations lifestyle hacks and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business the play big faster podcast starts now let's go Do you have life insurance? We've got you. Get the best plans, same day coverage. Get peace of mind for the price of a nice dinner. 24 seven by your side. Get your free quote in seconds with no obligations from Opus Insurance and Risk Services at www.opusirs.com. Welcome to another edition of the Play Big Faster podcast. We are joined today by author Ikeshia Crum. Well, hello. How are you doing? Look, I am am doing awesome over here. I am so excited that you joined us today. Um, You are fresh off of publishing a book. Tell us about it. I am fresh off of self-publishing my first book. Um, that I have here with me a copy. Um, it has been a journey for me, as the title of the book says, Traveling Down the Journey of Purpose. I guess it was first laid on my heart to write a book, maybe in 2014, pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down. And then the end of last year was when I said, I'm going to finally do this um, to share a little bit about what I have encountered um, and my walk with God, my walk as a woman, and my walk as a mother. And that is how I, you know, how I got my book, a 30 day motivational manual is what I call it. Now, the title, Traveling Down the Journey of Purpose. Tell us exactly just how long it took you to kind of come up with that title and to get the framework for the motivational journal. Um, You know, good question. Someone else kind of asked me that a little while ago, and I was trying to put the, the, um, the theme or the idea to numbers, like when did it really hit me that this is what I wanted to be? Um, So I started here again, I said, I picked it up, put it down. So when we got into the pandemic in like 2020 is when I started the journey um, again. And that that title just hit me. My church um, that I'm affiliated with in Atlanta, Georgia, Cultivation Nation, maybe in 2017, our theme was God purpose. And we did a lot with purpose and it just stuck with me. Um, and then I don't even know where I was when traveling down the journey of purpose just hit me and said, Keisha, that's it. And um, that's kind of what I went with. And as I began to write, it really rung true with me that, you know, our life is a journey and we all have purpose, whether it's on a spiritual level or professional level or whatever. So that's just kind of what I what I went with. Now, you mentioned that you self-published. What does that look like? I know that, you know, some people choose, you know, a big publishing house, others choose self-publishing, but it's always interesting for me to hear the journey for self-publishers. Um, so for me, um, when I started the journey, I was just kind of Googling. Google is our best friend these it days. Is. <laughs> so when I found out that to self-publish, you, yeah. 
to well, mine sometimes. Sometimes it's a blessing and a curse, but um, I Google a lot of things. But um, so I learned that to self-publish, I had to start a business and do all of that, um, obtain ISBN numbers from a company. Um, so it is kind of, I mean, for me, I thought it would be a little more difficult than it was. But it, you know, it really wasn't. You get someone to edit um, and to format if that's not your niche to format and you send it over to a, um, a company that will print it for you. And that's kind of how it happened in a nutshell. But you have to do the business part of it to get a business license and an LLC and things of that nature. Too, so. Gotcha. So over this journey, there has to be something that kind of centered you do you have like a routine that kind of gets you to your writing space that puts you in a framework to actually get the work done? Because I've heard so many authors say it took me a while to birth this project, but they had routines. Tell us about what you do. So, yeah, so my routine needs to be a little more routine, so to speak, but I normally write at night. Um, I normally, I don't know if that's the word, but, you know, I have kids, you know, so um, the best time for me to write is at night after I put them to bed. I'm a night owl, so I stay up late. Um, I also have gotten to the habit of going to a place um, the next county over that has a beach. So I like to go to the water sometimes. And even though I may not actually write when I'm there, like I'm thinking about what I want to write or I'm reflecting on my journey. And that's when things might have hit me that I could add to the book or to the project um, and for my next one, you know, so um, a combination of the two. So at nighttime writing in the morning and then when I go off to the beach by myself, I just sit and meditate and think about, you know, my personal journey. And then that births itself into into words on paper. So you mentioned that the beach was one county over. Where did you grow up in? Oh, I grew up in the big town, small town of Camden County, uh, Georgia, and the town is Woodbine. So it is in South Georgia. If anyone has ever heard of Jacksonville and Jaco Island, I'm right in the middle of both of those. So, Gotcha. Okay. Yes. So I, I, see, I see you at the beach relaxing and just kind of getting things together. But if you had one extra hour a day, how would you spend it? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, an extra hour a day. <laughs> Probably doing a little bit of everything because that's just who I am at my age now. I'm just like, Keisha, you are just a little bit of everything. So me in my last hour of the day, extra hour of the day, I would probably spend like 20 minutes doing one thing, 20 minutes doing another thing and 20 doing something else. So it will probably be writing um, devotional time um, that I try to sit and read a devotional of some sort um, and then probably checking emails and planning my day with my kids and work and things like that. So I would probably break my hour up. Okay. Now I will tell you that I am a book junkie. So when I received my copy of your book, day 12, self-examine yourself and the scripture reference you had was Matthew seven, um, two through five. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. All I can say is wow. And wow. And I know that, you know, the entire book is your project and it's your baby. But what for you is the most transformational piece out of the book that you may want to um, have others look at? Um, Let's see. Let me look. And I was looking at it a little while ago because I had someone to reach out to me and she said that she couldn't get past day two. 
So, you know, even though I wrote wow. the book, I'm like, oh, let me get home and get the book to see what day two is. And even when you said day 12, I'm like, well, what is day 12? Um, so I'm glad you said the self-examination part, which is important for us as, as you know, to grow into who we are. Um, but I would say the best one for me, and I just opened up, and this is when I was thinking about, was day nine. Because, um, because remember this day is, did you have your encounter today? Um, and I just remember a situation that I was going through with my daughter and my ex-husband and, you know, his, you know, his, um, his wife and son and things like that, that robbed me. Like, I realized that it really robbed me, you know, when, when, especially when your kids are, um, at hand with certain situations, you know, it kind of change, not changes you, but you know, y'all would say, don't mess with my kids, you know, and it robbed me. And I was so frustrated, um, for, I don't know, it probably was some weeks, you know, I was like, oh my God, this is eating me up. And I was doing something with my kids um, that night, getting ready for bed. My girls, I have two daughters, Imani and Elise. I'm going to say their names. I'll probably say their names again. And um, I heard just this faint, like, go worshiping. And I said, okay. And I still got busy doing stuff at home and go worship me. And I did. And I think I was stayed um like two hours of some change um in that place with God and in the book I say at the end of my time with him I heard and I called Brittany and that's one of my good friends my prayer partners and I'm like I'm not calling her it's midnight you know and I called her and she prayed with me and she knew exactly what to pray I didn't tell her anything um and she began to pray and so that was one thing I could say that um, speaks volumes to me when it comes to the book is having encounters or experiences or whatever you want, whatever you want to call it, spending that time with him um, so that you could hear and get what you need. Like I said, I was in a state where I wasn't hearing because I was so frustrated, um, but I did hear to go worship and to have that encounter with him. And it definitely changed some things for me in that moment. Well, I think another thing that is so awesome um, about this work is that you have, you know, your practical topic from day to day that you go through, you have your scripture reference, and then you have your confession of faith. Um, you know, different people pray to different higher beings, but the confession of faith itself, where you actually acknowledge who it is that has given you um, the gift for the day, is awesome. So in terms of, yes. you know, coming up with that confession of faith and Psalms, um, how instrumental, like, did you have any mentors or was that just your prayer par partners? How did you come up with that format? The format for the confession of faith? Yes. That was, um, so yes, so that um, I used, um, I forget now, um, I feel so bad, her name, but I went through, um, she was on but I went through her for some of my formatting ideas. So as her and I worked together and she would send me ideas and I would send her stuff and we would bounce things off of each other. And um, she said, you know, I, I have some ideas and I want to um, kind of change some stuff. And I was like, ah, you know what you got, you know, what you got? Because I kind of had my own format and that was one thing her and I bounced off of each other, that confession of faith. So that was a part um that we did together. And she added that for me because I was like, I don't, I mean, God gave me this and I don't want to change it. Um, so, but that part came from her. Well, listen, it definitely um, was a value add to the book. Definitely. So it I heard was. you talk about and your I agree. I agree. Yeah. 
Do you want to start your own business? Confused about where to begin? Not sure if you can do this? I'm glad you made your way here. Cut through the confusion. I invite you to join in on the five-day Play Big Faster Challenge. You'll get step-by-step -step guidance on how to start and scale your dream business faster. Five days perfectly structured. Build the business you've always dreamed of without spending tons of money and hiring consultants or a lot of staff. Join the challenge today at www.playbigfaster.com. I heard you talk yes. about your babies. Other, other than your, your quiet time on the beach, what are some of the things you do just to de-stress with your family? Because, you know, one thing that we love to do here um, on the podcast is help entrepreneurs, authors, coaches, and give them lifestyle hacks you know, like some things to de-stress and think about because you're always, when you're in that cycle and you're trying to build and grow, um, you don't always take time for yourself. So tell us about some of the family things that you do. Um, so some of the, like last night, I'll give an example. Um, it was probably nine. It was kind of late. And I mean, my babies, we watched a movie. I was like, I told my uh, my daughter, Lisa, I said, we don't have popcorn and, um, and pizza, but we're going to watch the, a movie. So we watched Clifford. Um, we watched Clifford the um, Big Red Dog. We watched that movie. Or um, my family will get around and we'll laugh. You know, we we are clowns. We joke a lot. Um, so that is one thing I do with my family. Um, you know, going out to eat sometimes, but we don't do that as much as we did in the past because of the pandemic, even though we're kind of coming out of it. Um but I have a daughter who I kind of talk about in the book a little bit, who I don't say she has special needs. I call her my miracle um, because I know that it was it's only God that she's here with me because of her seizures. Um, so I try to, um, you know, spend time with her and, and my daughter. And what that looks like is different for the both of them, because sometimes spending time with Imani is sitting down, praying through seizures or helping her on her different equipment and things like that. And then the time for Elise um, is different as well with, you know, school or sports. Um, so I spend a lot of time with them. I spend a lot of time in my church and active in my church and doing things for my parents. Um, so that's kind of kind of what I do to, to de-stress. Um, and one new thing I've started, because in the midst of all of that, um, I realized that I was like, a bam, 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 bam. So this week I said, you know what? I'm just going to watch a movie a day. I'm going to watch a show a day because I realized I really wasn't watching TV. Um, so this week I I said that to myself. That's a new self-care thing that I started um, was spending time to be intentional about watching a show or a documentary or something like that. Well, listen, so. along your journey, what do you think is the most critical turning point because I heard you say you picked the book up you put it down but there was something that said okay I'm going to finish this project so what do you think is the most um critical thing with getting that done um I um I've had a lot of turning points and still didn't finish but I will have to say I've, I've breakfasted her before it was probably September of last year and I had a friend, same friend I called to pair with me, and she called me, and they might have, I don't know if it was early or late, and she said, Keisha, I said, yes. She said, you have to finish this book. I'm like, I know, you know, I said, I'm going I'm to finish it, you know, and she's like, no, you know, and I don't know if it was in her prayer time or whatever, it, what time, what was she doing with God, and she said, no, you know, there was some specific things that he told me, but there was also some, excuse me, specifics that he told me to tell you, and you have to finish this book. She said, there are people, there are women 
who need to read it and it's going to bless a lot of people. And she said, this isn't coming from me. This is coming from him. And I'm like, whoa, okay, let me get on it. And then I think from that conversation, I scheduled my pictures, some photographs to take, um, professional pictures. And then I really got on it and um, worked hard. So that was September. And I had my first book signing in April of, the, of this year. So. Well, look, it definitely is a great product that you put out. But even along the way, we know that sometimes you have your finished product, but were there any hiccups or bumps in the road that you that you may want to share with the new authors who are also looking to get published? Um, there were um, one hiccup for me a little bit was who I you know I'm using. Um, I was using someone local to um, help with the formatted and things like that and then that kind of got got derailed um i was using someone also local to do my book cover and then you know she had some things going on on her end so then i had to like for me like okay i don't want to offend but I, this project has to go on so i have to move on to the next person that could help me so just to say that you know um, the plan that we have or who we want to use to fulfill the project, it may not always work out with them and you have to go and seek other, you know, on someone else to, to complete it for you. So that was the one of the biggest hiccups just besides me trying to balance, you know, making sure this project is birthed and still being a daughter, still being a mother, still being working and a single, you know, so all of those things came up in the way. So life, so I would say, if you know there's something that God has truly told you to write or that you want to write, because, you know, everyone might, that might not be their source. Um, even when life happens, because it's going to happen, it's not going to stop. Push through until you get it finished. And that is what I did. I, I tell, So I tell everybody, um, those who will listen to this podcast that know me will say, if I, Akeisha Crumb, can produce or author a book, then anybody can because I did it and it took some time and life got in my ways for so many years. Um, but thank God um, I could, he could, I'm, a, I'm an author now, you know, he has allowed me to be a, a self-published author. The first, uh, the first author, um, I guess on my dad's side of the family, um, there's some on my mom's side, but so I'm, I'm thankful to him for that. I'm truly thankful. And look, congratulations on that. Now, one thing that, you know, we all know that writing has changed a lot. I grew up watching Murder, She Wrote. And so you see her there on the typewriter and she just be typing. But what are some, mm -hmm. yeah, what are some of the resources that you use to actually help you get the book out? Um, like I said, I'm referencing, I hope it's okay if I reference Fiverr. So that's a, um, and I listened to another thing podcast a while ago and that's, who they suggested. So I use though I use them. Um, resources also. Um, I was speaking to another young lady who reached out to me to help her write her book, and she was worried about the typing part. And I said, "This is 2022. You can pick up your phone and talk text. You don't have to type it." And that's what I did. You know, so of course they some of the words you have to go back in and look at because they don't. Um, hear them correctly, but a lot of it, I talked text into my phone, went back and corrected them and then put them into a Word document. And it cuts your time in half. You don't have to sit there, like you said, on Murder, she wrote <laughs> and type it out because of the resources that 
you know, that we have. So that is one resource I use is, um, so sometimes when something would hit me while I'm at a red light or something, I would pull my phone out and I would put it there because I didn't want to forget it. Um, so those are some of the resources that I used. Oh, my gosh. Look, I think you may have just encouraged an entire generation of authors because now they know they don't have to sit in front of a computer and Word document and type everything out in an outline. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. No. So no. And, and I'm sure there's specific resources that I didn't use. You know, I just use my phone, regular um, recording, but I'm sure there's specific ones for writing purposes that will catch the glitches and actually if you want to correct the word. So that will save time too. So just as it relates to, you know, now you are a published author. Do you find that, you know, there are any misconceptions about what authors actually do or who they are, or what they have to offer? Um, I'm not going to say misconceptions, but just um, maybe the back, you know, and I know there are different, um, I'm not gonna, I don't know if type of authors is the right word, because I was speaking to someone else who wrote a book, but he wrote um, like an autobiography of his life. And he took, he was saying how it took him a long time to type out things that took place in his life, because I guess it was difficult to relive, rehash and things of that nature. Well, you know, what I have, what I wrote is more, um, it's a different format. You know, it doesn't read as a straight story about my life, but it's kind of intermingled in the daily devotionals. Um, so I think it depends on the type of work that you produce, um, as far as the misconceptions that we may have, you know, but I guess for me, it's like, you may see, I'm not going to say it's, it's super difficult because I think once we get past ourselves, we can be an author. Um, but I think for me, it maybe it's a type of the type of book because I don't know what I thought about an author, to be honest. I was like, okay, God, you want me to write a book? So I'm going to write a book. And I don't even know what my thoughts were um, besides it's, it's a task, it's a feat that you have to, to do. Um, to get it done. So um, I know just to piggyback off other authors, they just talk about having to sit down and write out their life. You know, if you're writing that type of um, work, you know, some do fictional, non-fictional, things like that. So, you know, for some of this, for me, it was like, do you really want to share that? Like, do you really want people to know that you had thoughts of this? Or do you really want people to know you had thoughts of that? So I think that's a hurdle that some of us may encounter if you're telling your life story. Um, now it's out there you know, it's out there. So now that you've completed the project and you're at this place where you, you know, have this awesome book, you pre you presented it to the world. Is there anything that you maybe would tell your younger self about the journey that would speed it along? Had you known, um, you know, at a younger age that you were going to be an author? Um, get it done. You know, one thing that I still have to get past is procrastination and not letting things and people and situations stop you. You know, um, for me, just a little bit, you know, uh, um, divorce, you know, I talk about, I reference my daughter who has seizures and that's been, she's 13. So her first seizure was when she was two months old. So that's been a journey in and out of hospitals and things like that. But I wish that I would have just push through um, some of that and not put my book down. 
um, and finished it. And like I said, I may have may have been on like the third one by now or, or fourth one. So I would just say, you know, when life throws you a curveball, when life happens, I always say catch that curveball and run with it. You know, catch that curveball and run with it because um, they're coming. You know, they're coming and some of them we can't stop. So I allowed some curveballs in my life to kind of slow down me writing. Um, so I could say, I guess when I first heard to write a book was 2013 or 14 was when it first was, you know, placed in my heart. So here it is, 2022 is when it's birthed out. Um, so try to push past life if we can, if we can. Definitely. So um, I'm just so honored that you, you know, came to kind of share your journey with us. How do you feel that your writing has changed, if at all, from the time you started the book until now? Um, it's, it's just, I think it, it's indicative to the, the title of traveling down the journey of purpose because it did change. And I think as, I guess though, as I'm seeing these curveballs in life is what was kind of a distraction. It also helped me in a sense, you know, it also helped to shape what I was writing or to shape what I wanted to put in the book. Um, because it didn't start off as any type of reflections, you know, it was just going to be a devotional book where there was a, a scripture or a devotional and that was it, you know, that was it. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute, you know, now we live in a day where we need to make application and we need to reflect on what we may have encountered so that it could hit every spot in us that it needs to hit. Because um, if you read it and it doesn't do any good, you know, then it's like, well, what's the point? And I said, well, Lord, I wanted to help somebody. So if they sit down and they and they look at the confessions of faith and they see some of the things that I kind of shared, which wasn't, you know, it didn't go into great detail, but then to write down, okay, well, how do I feel about myself? Well, how can I make this different? Well, what can I do? And it takes, you know, like one of my friends said, I couldn't get past that day because I really want to do the work. And, and, um, and be better, you know, or let it, let it help me reflect or make the application. So um, I could say that it changed in that aspect as to where I wanted people to be able to read it and say, okay, let me really sit down with this today and see what I need to do to self-examine myself or what I need to do is to know that I'm one of a kind and I don't have to be like anybody else. I could be how God made me. So that's kind of over the time, how it changed is to be able to reflect and make applications. So my next question is, what is next for Akeisha Crum? Do we have any more books on the way? Oh, what is next? So what is next? I am. So um, here again, we talk about life. So another little pickup this summer. So it was going to be released um April, not excuse me, April, August. So now it's going to be in the fall. Another, um, it's going to be called a healing handbook, a healing handbook for those that's divorced. So that is one that's in the making. And then I'm also writing one as I talk about my daughter Imani. Um, I'm connected to a lot of parents who are mothers of fathers of miracles, as I call them. You know, I said I don't lose the term special needs. And some of them, some of us, I'm not even going, I'm going to put myself in that boat. We have hard times, you know, depending on what the doctors say or depending on the medical report. So there will also be a book to strengthen um, parents or caregivers of miracles. Um, so those are two projects. And then for Imani, she's nonverbal. 
Um, so I said for her, um, if eyes could talk, if eyes could talk, you would know X, Y, and Z. So those are a couple, <laughs> a few that um, that I have that's coming down the pike. But the first one will be the Healing Handbook of um, Healing from. from well, listen, books. thank you so much for coming and just sharing um, your work with us. I was blown away when I saw the motivational manual. Um, and I just really thought this is something that people need to know about. Um, it's everyday application. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. It does not matter what. Um, you know, spiritual preference you have. I just thought it was an awesome um, guide. So anything else you want to share with us? No, I just want to give a big thank you to you. Um, thank you for the opportunity. I'm honored. I was sitting before I came and I'm like, I'm going to be on a podcast. <laughs> so this is the first. So hopefully it's the first of many. And I am honored. I'm grateful. I'm thankful to you and your podcast. And I hope that it reaches many, 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 many um, individuals um, internationally, all of that, you know, I, I pray that God just opens doors for you um, in the area of your gift of being a host on a podcast. And just for anyone who's listening, know that you have purpose. You have purpose. Travel down your journey. It's not going to look like mine. It's not going to look like your mother's, your father's or anybody else's, but allow it to look like to be unique. Be your unique self. Um, take God with you or whomever you go to for strength, uh, um, whatever your source is, and just go with it. Go down your journey. It's for a purpose, you know. Travel down your journey of purpose. Well, thank you. And this has been another edition of the Play Big Faster podcast. Till next time, play big faster. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. I already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.